May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts give glory to you, O Lord. Amen. The creation of the Sabbath day goes right back to the second chapter of Genesis. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. God rests from all his work and what a lot of work it was. Six days to create the world and everything in it. Not that we should get too hung up on how long it was said to take six days or rather six periods of some length. The point is what work was done and how all things in the earth below and the heavens above were created by God. Later, when Moses brought the stone tablets down from the mountain, God issued the commandment for six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even in plowing time and in harvest time, you shall rest. Why this concern for humans to rest from their work? I suggest several reasons. First, God loves us and wants us to have some leisure among our work. Of course, this was only made necessary because of our fall from grace in the Garden of Eden. We wouldn't need to work at all if it weren't for that. Second, God recognizes that we physically need rest. Maybe God also foresaw that some of us would become workaholics. Yes, even today, the Sabbath can be a good idea, if only to help us to turn off modern society and all its constant interruptions from time to time. Rest is necessary for us all. And if God rested, shouldn't we rest too? Third, although God's ways are not our ways, still we are made in God's image. Recognizing the need for rest also leads us to recognize that essential connection to God. And finally, God wanted a day devoted to prayer when we would dedicate ourselves to God, pulling ourselves out of our own concerns and concentrating on God's love for us and our love and gratitude for God. You may think of other reasons. Very soon, however, this idea of rest on the Sabbath became institutionalized by the Jewish leadership. Ever fascinated with the finest detail of God's commandments, they defined work ever more narrowly. Is it work to cook food? Yes, so you have to prepare everything for your Sabbath meal the day before. Is it work to walk from one town to the next? Yes, so you have to pretty much stay at home on the Sabbath. And in the example from today's gospel, the synagogue leader complains to Jesus that he is healing a sick woman on the Sabbath, and that's a kind of work, so he shouldn't be doing it. The leader wants the crippled woman to come back the next day or any of the other days of the week to be cured, but not today. Today is the Sabbath and no work may be done. Jesus's usual calm manner dissolves. You hypocrites, he cried. 
And I loved how you uh, enunciated that very strongly. You hypocrites. We forget sometimes that Jesus had strong emotions too. And then he asks the synagogue leader if he would lead his donkey to water on the Sabbath, which of course he would. Does not a human being deserve at least equal treatment? To us, it seems obvious, but the Sabbath rest rule was very strongly instilled in Jewish culture. The Sabbath leader would have felt entirely justified in asking the woman to come back and in chastising Jesus. He would have been astonished at Jesus's reply, as would everyone else around there. The scripture says the leader was indignant. This was the last thing he would have expected, that a teacher like Jesus would even think of condoning work. And let me emphasize that the commandment to not work on the Sabbath is not one to be taken lightly. If God wanted to accomplish the goal of giving his people rest, then the rule had to be strictly enforced or else exceptions would begin to slide in. I think about traffic lights in our own culture. We were all raised to stop and wait at the red light and go on the green. Even if there's no one coming the other way, most of us still would not even think of violating the red light rule. But more and more I see people crossing on the red, whether in a car or on foot. And I believe that each time this happens, for each person who ignores the rule, the rule of law gets a little weaker. This was borne in on me when we lived in Caracas, Venezuela some years ago on a short-term work assignment for the computer company I worked for then. In Caracas, traffic laws are treated as suggestions. People disobey them freely. <clears throat> I remember driving up to a stoplight on a two-lane road and stopping at the limit line. Soon other people came up too, and behold, there were four cars abreast in those two lanes. The extra two just squeezed in, ignoring the lanes, and jumped the light just before it turned green. And it was worse at the roundabouts. A roundabout with three lanes would have six cars abreast roaring around the circle. Getting from the inside to the outside to exit was truly an adventure. The result is that the intended safety margin due to the laws was completely lost. Now, note that Jesus does not say the prohibition on work on the Sabbath is not important. Jesus has not come to upset or discard the commandment, but he takes the opportunity to teach the synagogue leader and the other people there about this law by contrasting the healing of a woman crippled for 18 years with the watering of a donkey. How could you think the first was wrong while approving the second? On another occasion, Jesus says this, the Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. Think about that. The Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. This is a telling statement. God made the Sabbath for us, for our benefit, both so that we might have the rest we need and so that we could focus our minds one day a week in prayer and worship of God. Don't do your normal work or else the Sabbath day will become like any other day. 
Our current 24-hour society leads many to work seven days a week and never really take rest. God didn't want that for us. And that is an important reason that he made the Sabbath for us. But doing no work on the Sabbath doesn't mean that we can forget all the other things we're supposed to do, like loving our neighbors as ourselves, honoring our mothers and fathers, etc. Would we refuse to throw a rope to a drowning man on the Sabbath because we thought it was work? Of course not. You still have to serve God and your neighbor just as you always do. The Sabbath rule is really about your everyday work from which you need a rest from time to time. To me, this is another example of God's love. God watches out for us in so many ways, through giving us this beautiful world to live in, through guiding us by the Holy Spirit, even through making sure we get enough rest. And it is all linked up in one thing, our worship and trust and love, which we give to God. Blessed be God, our all-loving and bountiful Father. Amen.